And we were cutting through a parking lot of a shopping center near our home. And there was a woman pushing a dog in a stroller. True story. And we locked eyes, but we walked past each other. And then all of a sudden, I turned around. And when I turned around, she was turning around. And she said, are you inquiring of the Lord about something? Yes, y'all. This is a true story. You're listening to the Redefining Wealth podcast with Patrice Washington from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Wealth. And let me just say, this is not just any episode. This is our four-year anniversary episode. And it is the kickoff to our sixth season of the podcast. See, we did a thing. The team and I decided that it was time to double down on purpose, and that meant that we needed to get more intentional in more areas of the business. And so the Redefining Wealth podcast is officially a seasonal podcast, and this is your premiere episode. Now, we call it the sixth season because 2017 was season one, 2018 season two, 2019 season three, and I think you get the picture. So this actually will kick off season six, and I am so excited. If you are a purpose chaser, that means you've been rocking with me for some time. Welcome back. I am so excited to introduce you to all of the new elements of the podcast. First of all, let's get into that cover. Did you see your girl? There's new cover art after four years, which I'm super excited about. And we also have some really cool segments I'm going to introduce you to. So without further ado, let's jump into that. Here's our brand new segment called Affirm Yourself to Wealth. Now, here's what I believe. I truly believe that so many of us have been programmed for so long with unsupportive thoughts towards money, wealth, success, business, and it's really holding us back. I believe that what we verbalize, we magnify and magnetize in our lives. And so for many years, in the early years, I was actually known for my original wealth affirmations. I would create affirmations and then write these amazing statements that you could say to yourself over and over again. And maybe you don't believe it in the beginning, but the point is to start to use the language and the vocabulary that leads you in the direction that you want to go in. And so here's our new segment, Affirm Yourself to Wealth. You know... You got to speak positivity into your life, into your day. You got to affirm positivity. You got to affirm abundance. You got to affirm yourself to wealth. I am the CEO of my life. I set the strategy, goals, and vision for my life. I own my successes, and I own my failures. And I understand that success is going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. When I experience a major challenge, I reinvent myself in the marketplace. I protect my brand at all costs. Quality control is in my hands, and I choose team players that work to fulfill the mission and vision. 
I fire those who do not get the job done. I focus only on the activities which produce positive returns, and I take 100% responsibility for the outcomes of my life. This is your wealth affirmation, and look forward to getting that every single week this season. So why is this episode called Double Down on Purpose? Well, it's because I had an experience last summer In the summer of 2020, during the pandemic, you know, during lockdown and quarantine, that literally shook me up a bit. It shifted quite a bit. And it was one of those experiences that either makes you retreat or it makes you rise up and stand up to the occasion. And so what was the experience? Well, I'll never forget as long as I live. On June 12th, 2020, it was a Friday afternoon. And I received an email, it's actually a message from a client who called me a liar, a thief, and more than anything, more than anything that she said in these paragraphs of just visceral attack, more than anything she said, and you're just someone who chases money. And that was the jab that did it all. Now, I want to start this story by saying that I'm not here to share a story as a victim. I'm definitely not saying that. But I do think that it's important, and I've always thought it was important for this podcast, for me to use my real-life experiences and the real-life scenarios that, that I've gone through in order to be a blessing to others. Because I think sometimes that when we see people up on a platform of some kind and it seems like they're having great success, We don't always think about all of the challenges and the struggles and the heartbreaks and the betrayals and all the things that they go through as well. And so I find that when I go everywhere talking about purpose, I kind of get this feeling from some people that it's easy for you to say. It's easy for you to say you don't know what it's like to insert, you know, X, Y, Z. But the truth is no one is exempt. None of us are above the ill intentions or the bad behavior of others. None of us are above making mistakes, which I did in this instance. And none of us are above using those mistakes to be a blessing and to also allow us to actually go deeper into the things that we're called to, not run away from it. And so the reason that I remember June 12th, 2020 so distinctly is because I received this message probably about an hour or so after that I received the call that my aunt had passed. My dad's youngest sister, the baby of them all, passed away suddenly and unexpectedly. And so my family was passing messages back and forth. And you know how it is, all the phone calls that are happening when something like this happens. And then I open up this particular application And I see these paragraphs that are literally ripping apart my character and my integrity. And I was devastated. I wish I could say that it just rolled off my back or, you know, I know who I am. So it didn't bother me. Mm -mm. It bothered me. I cried real tears. So I had already shed a tear, you know, for my aunt. And then I shed more tears just a couple hours later after receiving this message. 
But I want to take it back to even before that message, the week before, when this same client actually reached out to me to have a phone conversation and said she wanted to talk to me about some things. And I said, sure, if you have time, let's hop on the phone. And the reason the timing is so specific is because I was actually in the middle of what we call the Creative for Purpose Challenge. I was leading thousands of people through these five days of just empowerment and showing up for yourself and showing up for the people that you're called to serve. And the day that I spoke to this particular client, I was actually getting ready to invite the people who had been through the challenge to my program, Purpose to Platform. And this was a new method for us. I had never done enrollment this way. I already had my own fear and anxiety around it. And I really, really wanted it to be the best launch. I mean, who doesn't, right? I wanted it to be the best launch I had ever done. And I had a conversation with this woman, I wanna say less than an hour before I actually went live. And the conversation was, hey, I know I'm two, three weeks from the end of my program experience, but I was looking at my contract and you haven't delivered something that's in the contract. And I thought, that's odd. I don't, I'm not sure why that would be written in your contract. That wasn't exactly what your program was supposed to deliver. And so I shared that I would look into it and I did, and I found the exact typo. And the reality is, at the time that that was happening, when those contracts were being created, I'm gonna be honest, this is where I learned a really great lesson. I trusted someone else to review all of that for me. Um, you know, no excuse. I was on the road, I had a lot going on, I was trying to juggle way too many things, including school and all kind of things, and you know, at the end of the day, it's my name, it's my brand, it's my baby, it's what I built, and it was an oversight. But I also was thinking, well, surely this is someone who's been in community with me for at least a year now, who says that she's been listening to me on the podcast for years, so surely she knows that I wouldn't promote that I would do something that I didn't actually do, that doesn't even line up with who I am or how I operate. So I found the typo, I talked to my attorney about it and decided to bring it up to the entire group because I didn't feel like it was in integrity to have this one-off conversation with her about what I could possibly do for her to rectify this without bringing it up to everyone else. And so I thought that was integrity. I genuinely thought it was and I did what my attorney advised me to do. I brought it up to the entire group and instantly the other women in the group began to say, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I didn't have that expectation at all. I don't recall that being a part of anything I saw when I was signing up. I wasn't looking forward to that. And again, we were at the end of the program, so if this particular request was actually a request and it was something that this client was looking forward to, in my mind, you would have asked months ago. You would have said something a long time ago, not a couple weeks before the program is up. 
Because in that instance, how do I rectify anything? How do I even have an opportunity to make it better, right? But still, even though most of the women said, I mean, I don't need anything. I got everything I came for, or this was exactly what I needed, or, you know, I didn't apply myself, so I'm not mad at what I'm walking away with because in any transaction, we both have a responsibility, right? Well, I still wanted to do something that I thought could be helpful to everyone. So during that call, when everyone was saying, was what I asked them to throw out things that would be helpful for them, I took all of the feedback and I took it to my attorney and she helped me put together, um, you know, some options. And when I presented it to the group, most people said, oh, that's awesome. That's over and above what I would have expected or what I even wanted. And I felt really good about that. But the original person who brought it up, who didn't even bring it up in a nasty way, she said it like she was just trying to look out for me um, and just didn't know if I knew. She never replied when the rest of the group was replying. Uh, and she never said anything else until I got that message the following week on June 12th, that Friday. And I'm giving you backstory because I think it's so important, again, for us to know that it doesn't matter how intensely you are in your mind chasing purpose. These types of things are going to happen. And they're not going to happen to you. In my instance, I truly feel like it happened for me. I feel like all of this was a setup for what I was stepping into in this season of my life. And until things come to shake you up or wake you up, it's really easy to fall into this rhythm into this pattern of being comfortable of I don't want to call it being mediocre because I don't think I was being mediocre but I also don't think that I was rising to the level of promise that I could you know and the cold part about it was after I sent the messages to my attorney and asked her to deal with it because that's what they're for. <laughs> that's why I have an attorney on, you know, on speed dial. That, that's what they're for. I have a confession to make. My relationship with looking good is so complicated. I don't know if you're anything like me, but I like high quality clothes. I just don't like going shopping and I definitely don't always want to pay high quality prices, if you know what I'm saying. Plus, I don't always want to wear the same stuff over and over again. So I was super excited when I found out about the clothing rental membership armoire because they are making getting dressed stylish, but super easy. When I signed up, I took a five minute style quiz and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my lifestyle. I'm filming in a few weeks 
nice. And I literally just got the cutest blazers delivered to my door in as little as two days. And when I'm ready for new clothes, I can just swap them out for more new to me styles. So whether you're planning your outfit for a date night, packing for a conference or in need of a gown for some black tie event, you will be the best dressed person in the room and you won't have to feel bad for only wearing something once. Now, what I also love is that Amwar is woman-founded and women-led. They even spotlight women-owned designers on their website. So I know I'm wearing brands that are aligned with my values. I love that I can support a business that's built by women like me. If you're ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, you might want to try Armoir. I promise you will never be without the perfect outfit for any occasion ever again. And right now, Redefining Wealth listeners can give Armoir a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash wealth. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash wealth to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. I really had to sit with it and pray about it and really assess like where I had really gone wrong and what I could have done better. And I'm so grateful now that I look back that it happened because the way that the programs run now and the results that my clients get now, we've always gotten people with phenomenal testimonials, but now there are more people getting phenomenal testimonials because I'm more present and aware and involved in more pieces of this, right? And so here's the real kicker. When I sat down to pray, and to really like assess what the heck is even happening. Why would someone say something like this about me? Why would say someone say something like this to me? I was reminded of a dream that I had about a week before Mother's Day. And the crazy thing is, I didn't know how to interpret the dream. I had a dream that I was in my childhood apartment on Vernon and 6th Avenue in South Central Los Angeles or Lamert Park. And my granny was in the dream. And you know, when a grandma shows up, there's wisdom or warning. And in this instance, I believe that there were both. And there was a helicopter that was hovering above my apartment building. And they were lining themselves up with the windows of my second floor, you know, the second floor of the apartment building, and they were shooting inside of the apartment building. And it was very clear that they were looking for me. Somehow it was evident that they were looking for me. And I had a gun. And my grandma said, don't do anything, get on the ground. She said, don't do anything, just lay down, get on the ground. And I laid down and I said, but granny, I could shoot back. And she said, no, don't do anything, lay on the ground. And so I kept laying on the ground and I'm watching them go from window to window and they're shooting inside and no bullets are hitting me, nobody is getting hurt. And I kept saying, God, look at them, look at them. What are they doing? What are they doing? And I got up and I went towards the back of the building that I lived in and I peeked out this other window and the helicopter came around and they started shooting more and I got back on the ground and I said God forgive them I don't know what they're doing 
Like, why are they even bothering me? Why are they here? What is this all for? And all I remember is that my grandma kept saying, lay down. Don't do anything. You'll be fine. Lay down. And there was such comfort because it was my granny. There was such comfort and there was just this knowing that I didn't have to get all upset. I didn't have to fear. I didn't have to make whatever their issue was mine. I just needed to be still. I needed to trust that I would be fine and I needed to just remain in peace. And every time my grandma has come to me in a dream since she passed since 2013, my life has elevated in one way or another. My grandmother is a part of my dreams of why I launched Real Money Answers for Every Woman and it changed my life. And my grandmother was a part of when I said no to going on a talk show and, you know, saying something that I wouldn't have said and I said no. It was, it was you know, confirmed in a dream for my grandma that it wasn't for me to do. And it was my, my first opportunity to potentially go on that talk show, but it was with a sponsor and they wanted me to say something I didn't believe. And my grandma confirmed after I had said no that I had done the right thing in a dream. And so here we are, May 2020, and she comes to me in this dream again. And I am so grateful that I had the warning and I had the time to process the dream because I later, I later met someone who, who directed me to a resource that helped me interpret the dream. And it was spot on. And so when we come back from this break, I'm going to tell you the lessons that I learned from this experience and how amazing it's been because it's caused me to show up for my purpose even greater than I could have done before. Hey Purpose Chasers, good news. The Chase Purpose Not Money merch store is now open 365 days a year, 24 seven. So if you've been waiting to get your Chase Purpose Not Money merch, now is the time. You can grab your tees, your sweatshirts, your hoodies, your candles, your mugs, whatever it is you want to represent that you are a purpose chaser is available for you. Just head to chasepurposenotmoney.com. Okay, Purpose Chaser, so here's the deal. For so often, after interviewing guests, and even sometimes when I record my own solo episodes, I always think of stories that I wish I could tell you. I always think of ways that I believe I could illustrate what we're talking about in the episode so much further. And I usually don't have an opportunity to do that. So one of the things that I'm really excited about in this new season of Redefining Wealth is story time. Yes, we're going to do little breaks. So when you hear this music, just know that it's about to get real. It's about to get funny. It's about to get deep. Whatever it is, after each episode, I'm going to think about if there's something on my spirit that I want to share a bit more deeply. So for this episode, I just ran upstairs to go and grab my prayer journal from 2020. 
because I want to read to you what I wrote on May 17th. So almost a month before everything went down with that client. I had an experience on Mother's Day 2020 where I met this woman randomly as I was walking through the parking lot of a store. And we know it's not random. It was so divine. And she actually introduced me to a book, which I will link to in the show notes. It was essentially like a Christian dream book that will help you interpret dreams. And oh my gosh, I can't even get into how I met her. Like we were not even supposed to be walking on that side of the road. We were supposed to be across the street. I, I took Gerald and Reagan out for a walk. Um, that's all I wanted to do with Mother's Day was on Mother's Day was get outdoors with them, breathe fresh air and just go for a walk. And we walked for miles and they were tired of me. And we were cutting through a parking lot of a shopping center near our home. And there was a woman pushing a dog in a stroller. True story. And we locked eyes, but we walked past each other. And then all of a sudden, I turned around, and when I turned around, she was turning around, and she said, are you inquiring of the Lord about something? Yes, y'all, this is a true story. And I said, excuse me? And she said, do you need prayer about something? Are you inquiring of, of the Lord of something? And I said, I did have a dream recently that I've been trying to interpret. And she said, oh, well, I don't do that, but... I have a picture of a book on my phone that someone told me about that has helped me like in the past. Maybe you want to get this. And she pulled it up on her phone and I took a picture of it on my phone and I ordered the book immediately. Now, not only that, this woman also prayed with me in the parking lot. And it's so funny. I actually, Gerald recorded some of it. And so I have the audio clip. And I listened to some of it just the other day as I was thinking about if I wanted to even share this story on the podcast. And the things that she spoke May of 2020, if so much of it has not come to pass, we were not supposed to be walking as far or as long as we were. We weren't supposed to be in that parking lot. And what are the odds that I would lock eyes with this woman? And so I ordered that dream book on Amazon. And when it came, I started digging in. And I started to, because I always write down the details of my dreams anyway, I started to match up as many details as I could. And I prayed about it and meditated on it. And here's the journal entry straight from my journal, May 17th, 2020. Not May 17th, it's May 19th, 2020. Dear God, I am so grateful for you sending Kathy to help lead me to this dream interpretation book in the parking lot on Mother's Day. I now understand the warning that someone is speaking evil about me because they are intent on removing my influence through character assassination. They want to kill, steal, and destroy, and I shouldn't be surprised by their elevated position, hence the helicopter. They want to get something off the ground or a relationship off the ground quickly and they think attacking me will somehow help them. Well, God, I thank you in advance that that plan has no choice but to backfire. I stand boldly and courageously, and as I did in the dream, at peace, knowing who I am personally and publicly and whose I am. 
No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I am more than a conqueror, and the battle isn't even mine. It's yours. I pray compassion for this person beginning today. Heal their hearts of jealousy, envy, and discontent with their own lives. Allow my light to not infuriate them, but inspire them, and allow their lives to fall flat completely. Their lies to fall flat completely. Not even their friends or followers will believe them. May I lose no sleep or be the least bit distracted. You've simplified so much of my plan in this season, and I pray for the grace and ease to continue to prevail no matter what schemes the enemy attempts. Thank you in advance for the success of Creative for Purpose, the P2P launch, and the spirit of contentment which has fallen on my home. I am beyond grateful for what is transpiring in my home and business, and I am grateful that you love me enough to always prepare me. Amen. That is the journal entry that happened almost a month before this experience began. I did an episode about your life is speaking to you with my good girlfriend, Natalie McNeil. And this is one of those instances where I truly believe that I could have ignored this dream. I could have not written any details down and I would have just forgotten it. And then when the experience came, it would have torn me up. But because I was already prepared, it allowed me to pivot. It allowed me to shift. It allowed me to search. And I believe good things came out of it. So I hope that encourages you. Now, as far as what happened to the client, she did end up suing me. Yes, she did. Um, I can't talk about the details of how all that worked out, but it really did drag out until just earlier this year. Um, And again, I felt like I was so protected and so at peace that I never really shifted from that after the initial, you know, intro to all of this. And I think that's really important to say because here at Redefining Wealth, you know how much I believe in the faith pillar. I truly believe that nothing is happening to us, it's happening for us, right? And if we believe that things are happening for our good, then even in these types of scenarios, we have to be able to look for the lesson or the blessing. That's what I truly believe. And so that is helpful because a lot of times these things come and it will knock you on your faith. Like I could understand if someone had an experience like this and had someone go back and forth and say so many mean and nasty things. And I mean, it got bad. It was to the point where she was calling other people in the program, trying to get them to sue me as well or join her in a class action lawsuit of some kind. Um, You know, there were a couple ladies that did unenroll from other programs and I lost money because I had to refund them, but I felt good about refunding them, to be honest, because if you didn't know my character by then, then we probably weren't for each other. Like I I probably wasn't the coach for you and you clearly weren't the client for me. Um, So there was a lot of things that happened with this scenario. And like I said, it finally came to an end. I hope it's the end um, this year, but It was such a blessing. It was such a blessing 
So let's break down how these types of things that can come up. It's not a matter of if, I believe for many of us, it's just when. You're going to have your version of this. It's like when I talk about, you know, my come to Jesus bathroom floor moment. And so many people come to me and say, my bathroom floor moment was this, right? It may not be identical, but you will have an experience that tests and threatens the very thing that you rest like your reputation on. You rest like your whole platform on. Someone will come and they will dig and they will poke. And what do you do? What do you do? What is your process for moving through resistance? Well, you already know this about me, but one of the things that I do is spend a lot of time in my prayer closet. And so how was this a blessing to me? It really made me lean in and learn more scriptures around dealing with my enemies. Mm-hmm. Because I think sometimes we like to lean into the promises and all the like, you know, you have plans to prosper me, Jeremiah 29, 11. And we have like all of the really flowery affirmations and mantras and all the things that sound really good and it's really pretty and it's really positive. But what happens when you're in a scenario and it doesn't feel that way? What happens when you do feel like you're being attacked? What happens when you literally can't understand how things just shifted and so quickly and so negatively? And so I'm going to share with you a couple scriptures that blessed me because they taught me that even in the midst of this scenario, I still had a choice. And that choice was to choose peace. Even in the midst of the who are the people that come and bang on your door (laughs) to serve you with the lawsuit or whatever even in the midst of that that happened during a coaching call one day and my husband came down like hey you need to come upstairs and I'm like "Mm, I'm coaching hello he's like this is for you you must come upstairs yeah I got served and I had to receive this paperwork read it sign for it and then go back downstairs and keep serving Because I believe that's what purpose requires. I don't believe that I get to fold, especially in the midst of serving people who truly desire my gift, my talents, what I could offer them as they pursue their purpose, right? And so here are some scriptures that really stuck with me. The first is Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for me and I shall hold my peace and remain at rest. Now, I'm reading it to you the way I have it written on sticky notes and on the wall in my prayer room. This not verbatim, so go get the scripture for yourself. But this is how I remember scriptures. This is how I memorize them and make them my own. So the first one, Exodus 14, 14, the Lord will fight for me and I shall hold my peace and remain at rest. The second one, Deuteronomy 3, 22, I shall not fear anyone. For the Lord, my God, shall fight for me. I shall not fear anyone, for the Lord, my God, shall fight for me. And I think this is so important to remember as you double down on your purpose and go all the way. So many of us don't do the very thing that we're being called to do because we're so afraid of what other people are going to say, what people are going to think, how someone's going to feel. We don't tell our story because we're scared of the backlash. We're scared of 
How does this make so-and-so look? How does this make me look? But the word says, I shall not fear anyone, for the Lord my God shall fight for me. And I truly believe that as long as I stand up in my truth, which doesn't have to be what my client thinks she knows about me, my ex-client, or what she has been talking about with other people concerning me or the opinions of other people who think they know something about me or my business. I got to stand in who I am and whose I am. Y'all don't know me like that. (laughs) At the end of the day, I do sleep well at night. I do sleep well because I do know who I am and I know who's fighting my battles. And that's not something for me to do. And here's the third one. Second Chronicles 2017. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Take your positions, stand still, and see the deliverance of the Lord who is with you. Mm. Let me read it again so you don't have to rewind. This is Second Chronicles 2017. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Take your positions, stand still, And see the deliverance of the Lord who is with you. And today I can tell you that I did not fight. I allowed my attorneys to do whatever it is they felt they needed to do. I took my position and that position was to go deeper, not just spiritually, but also go deeper in my business to really get more clarity around what was working and what wasn't working. And so one of the things that I did in that season was create an exit survey for people who were leaving that program so that I could really get their feedback. And even though I didn't really have any intentions of launching that particular program again, I was able to absorb all of the feedback so I could use it to make Purpose to Platform even better. And at the time, I was also able to, and I I have been able to also use it for command the stage. And so I saw it as nothing but feedback. I saw it as nothing but feedback and an opportunity to do better. So as Purpose the Platform has grown, so we did end up bringing in, I want to say maybe 112 new women during that launch last June. And then we did it again in December and we brought in about 140 women. And even as I record this, we just closed the doors and we brought in about 155 women. And so when I think about the alumni from the last year in particular, and I see them out in the marketplace, showing up, serving, being bold, being courageous, doubling down on purpose in their own ways, It reminds me of how this scenario actually came to not just serve me, but serve them because I was able to present a better version of myself as a leader, as a coach, as a woman, as a woman of faith in so many ways that they may have never known unless I told this story what the catalyst for the way we now serve and purpose the platform was, but they could feel it. They could feel me doubling down on creating a safe space. They could feel me doubling down on being very intentional about service and support. 
they could feel me doubling down by adding more coaches that could help create a really well-rounded experience. And I'm proud of that. In my other work, oh my gosh, in my speaking, in my brand work, in the podcast and everything that we're doing now, especially going into this season and the vision that I have for the podcast, I really attribute so much of the success we've had over the last year to that message telling me that I was a liar, a cheater, and that I did nothing but chase money. Because it made me want to live my life in such a way that no one can ever say anything like that again and keep a straight face. Now you can think what you want and you can feel how you want. But one thing that I know for sure, especially as much as I turn down, (laughs) as much as I turn down things where people offer all kinds of money to do all kinds of things and I'm constantly like, no, because I'm in a season of contentment and that's not really what I'm looking to do. I'm looking to be a more present mother and wife in my family, especially as Reagan is now in high school for all of the purpose chaser aunties out there. Yes, she's officially in high school. It came to to just reintroduce me to the power of this mantra and make sure that everything that I do and everything that I produce is so overwhelmingly covered with this spirit of chase purpose, not money. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't make money because I'm a businesswoman. Of course, I make money and I'm grateful for the money that I make because it allows me to give the way that I do. And it allows me to support the things that I need to support. And it allows me to sustain myself so that I can keep pouring in to women, to people the way that I do. But it's, it's, it's not the thing that I lead with. It never was, but now it's over, like, I mean, all the way there, not the thing that I lead with. And so here are the other ways that this blessed me. It reminded me to just never forget who I was and why I do what I do. One person out of hundreds served doesn't define me. It defines them. I've never had an experience like that, and I pray that I never do. Again, and that if I do, I still seek to learn whatever lessons that experience comes to teach me. But at the end of the day, we're all going to experience things that we have to be careful not to turn into these gross generalizations. They don't mean that you're a bad person. They don't mean that you're awful, that you're evil, that you're any of these things. One person's experience does not define you because everyone's experience is colored through their own lens. What did they do? How did they show up? What were they open to receiving? What were they closed off from? That's not really my part of the scenario. I can only do what my part was. And because the contract was incorrect, technically I had a responsibility. And for the other people who went with the options, I fulfilled that. But for this person, I didn't. And I just had to make sure that I didn't allow it to define me. Um, It taught me not to run away, but to press in harder and recommit to my vision. It taught me that when something comes up to make you doubt, that doubt doesn't mean don't do it. I did have a podcast episode that where we talked about that years ago, but now that I've, you know, grown so much since then, I would say it definitely doesn't mean don't do it. It definitely means do it better. 
and bigger. Purpose to Platform is the greatest version of itself it's been. And what I teach my clients is that we get to evolve. And sometimes that evolution doesn't come until we get slapped in the face. And that's okay. Because a slap is never going to kill you. Right? And just the final reminder that nothing happens to us. It happens for us. And it's all about how we choose to frame whatever the circumstances are. And I'm going to always encourage you to frame it in a way that makes you victorious and not a victim. Every time these types of things come up, you get to ask yourself, am I going to allow this to kill, steal, and destroy the calling that is on my life, the work I am supposed to do, the mom, the wife, the father, the husband, the way that I should show up? Am I going to allow this scenario to kill, steal, and destroy? Or am I going to ask myself better questions and become more intentional with how I show up? Not so much so that it can't be questioned by other people, but so that no matter what questions other people bring up, I am rock solid in knowing that I am who I am. I know whose I am, and I know the intention and the heart behind everything that I do. And as long as I can rest in that, there's not really much else anyone can say, and there's not anything that they can do, because the Lord will fight for me, and I will always hold my peace, I will always remain at rest, and I will be committed to not leaving or fleeing or, no, I will be committed to going deeper and doubling down on purpose. Now, I know that typically when I'm interviewing a guest, you are so used to me asking them redefining wealth rapid wisdom questions. And we are keeping that because I know that it is one of your favorite parts of the show. But I am adding something to the solo episodes. I'm adding you, your voice, your videos. So from now on, you will have an opportunity to send your questions in and I'm going to answer them on the podcast. This segment is called Ask Patrice Anything. So without further ado, let's get into our first Ask Patrice Anything question. Okay, Purpose Chasers, today's Ask Patrice Anything is from Erica in Windsor, Connecticut. Hi, Patrice. First of all, thank you very much for taking my question. Um, I'm looking for some personal and professional coaching um, with a coach that, um, you know, hopefully embraces your philosophies. Do you have any recommendations for finding, uh, finding a good coach? Thank you very much. Erica, that's such a good question, and I'm so glad that you are embracing coaching in the first place. You know, I don't have anyone specifically to direct you to, but this is the one thing I did want to say. It is so important when you are seeking out coaching to know the exact result that you want to create because coaches these days come in all shapes and sizes, right? They can do anything, and sometimes we confuse needing a business coach, for example, with actually needing a marketing coach. 
or a branding coach or a clarity coach. Coaching is not one size fits all. And I just want to make sure that before you even go out to look for a coach for anyone, that you are really clear about what you need next. What is the thing that I need next to move me closer to the bigger vision that I say I have? And this is so important because I remember at one point spending a lot of money on a business coach, but the truth was based on where I was in my career, I needed a media coach. And sometimes we, you know, want one person to be all the things for us. And then we get a little upset when that doesn't quite work out. So I would say, think about personally or professionally, what you need next. Is it that you need a life coach or do you need a relationship coach? Is it really that, you know, you need a personal coach or do you need, you know, a career coach? What's the thing that's going to move the needle for you? And then that'll help you narrow down um, what you're looking for. And then you can start to, you know, narrow it down by people who are in alignment with your your goals or your values, um, your morals, all that stuff. But I hope that helps and good luck on the search. That's it for this week on the Redefining Wealth podcast. I really hope that you had some phenomenal takeaways from this week's episode. Until next week, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever feeling like you have to chase money. Talk to you later. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.